0: I'm Pei Chen. I'm sitting in for Jeff today. Um, thank you to everyone who's tuning in from Hamilton, London and Toronto. Now, you may have heard of something recently that um, just seemed, well, to me, it seemed a bit unusual. It's about the monarch butterfly and how they are becoming increasingly closer to being extinct. And for me, that sounded just wild because it sounded like someone saying pigeons they're about to be extinct because it just seems like that is like that's the butterfly that's the one that you're i'm used to seeing it just seems to be the one that's everywhere the most common one i guess is what i was thinking um but it is an actual real concern so i've got sam knight on the line she is the national conservation science manager with the nature conservancy of canada hi sam hi good afternoon Sam, so what has been happening with the monarch butterflies? And is this very recent or has this been going on for like the past few years and now it's just really serious?
1: Yeah, so the monarch butterfly has actually been declining for the past 30 years since the 90s. And the population that migrates from Ontario down through to Mexico has actually declined by more than 80% since the 1990s. So we've known for a long time that they are at risk. Actually, in Canada, the Committee on the Status of Endangered Wildlife in Canada, or CSEWIC, has recognized they've been endangered since 2016, but they're not actually federally listed as an endangered species, so they don't actually have legal protection. So having the IUCN listing as endangered is just one extra piece of information that'll hopefully um, start to you know, make people more aware that this butterfly is not doing as well as we thought they were.
0: And I guess for for listeners who may not be aware of the name monarch butterfly, it's the orange and black butterfly that to me just seems to be, um, I I don't know if it's the most common in, in Canada or in this part of Canada, but it's the one that when I think of a butterfly, I think of the orange and black one because it's the one that I'm so used to seeing.
1: Yeah, you're correct. They are the big orange butterflies we see in the summer. They're probably the most identifiable or what people might think of as the most common just because they're so big and so easy to see compared to a lot of the other little small butterflies you see around. But there's also the viceroy butterfly, which is a mimic of a monarch butterfly that you might see around and get a little bit confused. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: So what Mm -hmm. uh, what is causing this decline?
1: Yeah, there's several factors that are causing the decline. The big one you hear about these days with a lot of species is climate change. So just extreme weather that is making it hard for them to persist when there's dry weather, when there's extreme storms in Mexico, where they go to winter, they're facing deforestation in Mexico. But in North America, up in Canada and the U.S., where they spend their summers, actually the loss of milkweed is probably the biggest threat to them. So this is the plant that they have to lay their eggs on and that their caterpillars feed on in order to grow and become a butterfly. But unfortunately, about a third of the milkweed that used to be on the landscape in the 90s is no longer there because we're spraying more herbicides than we were before. So this butterfly doesn't have a chance to breed like it used to.
0: So so is milkweed the only option really like that is the
1: only option for the caterpillars? Yeah, it is. So there are several different species in Canada such as common milkweed, swamp milkweed and butterfly weed, but yeah, it's this group of plants that it's the only one that works for them. Um I'm not even
0: that familiar with milkweed, so I wouldn't I wouldn't know if I saw a bunch of it and I thought, oh, that's where, you know, that's where the caterpillars are. Uh, What can people do? Is this something that can we plant milkweed? Can we what
1: should we be doing to help? Absolutely. We need to be planting milkweed and where it already exists, sometimes around farmer's fields and roadside ditches and naturalized meadows, we see it. So keeping it on the landscape instead of getting rid of it and people actively planting it is a really good idea, Um, as well as planting nectaring plants. So the adults, they feed on nectar rather than feeding on the milkweed leaves. And so they need us to plant plants in our garden like we normally would in order to have uh, enough fuel for their fall migration. So making sure that they also have these uh, flowering and nectaring plants into the fall.
0: Now, I like as much as I think this is. Uh, whenever I hear about a, a, any sort of animal or or plant perhaps being extinct, it always it's it's sad. It's a huge loss. Uh, but in many cases, you know, we we've
1: all got stuff to think about. We've all got problems. Why should people care about this? So the monarch butterfly, as you mentioned, it's iconic. Everyone can identify them and love seeing them flying around in the summer. They are also pollinators like bees, so we rely on them to be moving pollen around our plants and making sure that nature thrives. But also, their migration is an incredible phenomenon. So we haven't really talked much about this, but they fly more than 4,000 kilometers from their farthest range in Canada down to Mexico every year. And they're the only species that of insect that does this. So it's not only this species is at risk, but this incredible phenomenon of an insect migrating like a bird is at risk of being lost. And that just brings a lot of awe to people and we don't want to see that disappear.
0: Uh, It's fascinating to me because I didn't realize they were the only ones other than birds to do that trek. And 4,000 kilometers for a tiny little butterfly, I... I how is there a percentage in terms of um, the ones who make it because I'm sure that it's such a long track that they don't, you know, all land in Mexico?
1: Yeah, it's hard to know. Um, they're just such a small species compared to birds to be able to track and, and follow. So we really don't have good estimates of what their fall and even spring mortality is during migration. So that's just one other kind of blank that we don't really know about in their year. But making sure that we can support them on their breeding grounds by providing the milkweed and the flowering plants, and then anything that they can do in Mexico to support them while they're overwintering are important things to at least um, bolster this population, even if we don't know much about mortality in the fall and spring. So
0: they are, um, I guess, designated as an endangered insect at this point. Um, what, what, What are your concerns in the near future?
1: So for this insect, they they represent a lot of the same kind of risks that other species face. So I talked about climate change. I've talked about habitat loss, specifically particular plants that they rely on. So what I'm worried about is, of course, the monarch butterfly. We want to see this incredible butterfly persist, but it also represents a lot of the risks that every other animal is facing. A lot of animals are going to be at risk as the climate change and as Um, deforestation and other habitat loss happen. So this is just um, one of many insects that we're looking to protect as Canada's leading national land conservation organization, the Nature Conservancy of Canada, where I work.
0: Now, I know that uh, once you touch upon things like, well, they're a pollinator, so that they're very essential. They're not just beautiful to look at and um, and an you know, a fascinating phenomenon that, you know, goes between Canada and Mexico, but they are very essential essential to our ecosystem, to our food system. And I think when people are aware of that, then there is, there's more concern or perhaps more interest.
1: Absolutely. They're not nearly as good pollinators as bees, but they still play an important role in pollinating. They're also prey to several mammals and reptiles and birds. So they have this intricate um, relationship with their ecosystem that is important for us to conserve alongside the fact that they are iconic.
0: So what is, um, what do you want to do in terms of getting people to, you know,
1: to care? just talking about it. I mean, talking with children about how much they love seeing these incredible butterflies so that they are excited to contribute, you know, as they grow older to conserving these species at risk and talking in general with, you know, our friends and our family as well. And just bringing that awareness that the species at risk we have during this time really are facing a lot of difficult challenges because of climate change and habitat loss and thinking about what we can do as individuals to do our part, such as planting plants ourselves um, can really help these species persist into the future.
0: Well, you know, and, and talking to us definitely helps. So I thank you for your time, Sam. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. It was great to speak with you.
0: That's Sam Knight. She is with the Nature Conservancy of Canada,